This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for two fifty and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash K Kersey. Hey, Hendricks County. This is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's the place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndyPolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program. We check in with our good friend, former Indiana Pacers star Scott Pollard. We'll talk about the big situation at IU. We'll talk about what what IU should look for in a new coach. And Scott's got some very interesting thoughts on that. Plus, we'll talk about the Pacers. We'll talk about the NCAA tournament and a whole bunch more. Scott, a great guest and always a good conversation. Former Indiana Pacer, Scott Pollard. All right, so the Pacers, big win last night, 36-34. and 34. This team, it drives me crazy. What say you? They're inconsistent, and to me, they're... Teams that are inconsistent are either youthful mentally, uh, or they have chemistry problems. When when you when you have every NBA team has talent, but throw that out the window, okay? Because it's not about talent. Every NBA team has talent. The team teams that rise to the top are the teams that play together well, uh, that have great chemistry, or they have more maturity, uh, in which breeds chemistry and, and playing together very well. And, and that all is is consistency. When you have a team that is youthful in mind or you have teams that have players that have their own agendas, that's where you have inconsistent play. Guys don't have each other's backs. Guys don't play well together. And then you get a team that beats a really good team, and then they turn around and lay an egg against teams that are far less talented or, or, or record-wise. So they're the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference right now. And don't you kind of get the feeling like if they just put it together, they could be a team that could make a run, even though they're currently the sixth seed? <laughs> well, yeah, of course. But that, that's, that goes back to what I was just saying. If, if you've got a team that, on paper, looks like they could make a deep run into the playoffs, I mean, let's be real, no one's going to beat the Cavaliers. I, I don't see that in the East. Boston might give them a chance, but I really don't think that, that the Cavaliers stay healthy. But beyond that, the, the Pacers themselves, if they were to play together very well, and if their chemistry issues or whatever it is, I don't have any inside info, uh, of what what the issue is that, that really is the blame for their their inconsistent play, um, you know, yeah, they they do have the talent to make a run in the playoffs, but 
haven't shown it. They haven't shown consistency. And when the playoffs come around, uh, it, it's not a secret that your weaknesses get exposed in the playoffs. People scout you. They All they do, the other team, all they do is figure out what is the, your, your weak spot, and they attack that, whether it's guard play, whether it's big men, whether it's inconsistency on your outside shooting or your passing or turnovers or whatever it is. They will find that and exploit it, and that's what is going to cause the Patriots' problems in the playoffs is whatever their weaknesses are, their inconsistent play, those things will be exposed in the playoffs, and that is what's going to hurt them. It's not going to be their talent that's going to hurt the, player, the Pacers in the playoffs. Get our guest is former uh, Pacers star Scott Pollard. Did you try harder in the playoffs? I tried hard all the time. I, I, I got to play in the playoffs every year of my career except my rookie year and my last year, my 11th year with Boston. I was, that was due to injury. Uh, but, but my teams were in the playoffs every year of my career. And I played hard every game. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the, play, the playoffs, you're playing for pride at that point in, in, in every level, high school, college, and the NBA. You're playing for pride at that point. It's not like you get a bonus. I mean, some of the top players get a bonus for making the playoffs. And, you know, you get a shoe bonus from your contract or for, for endorsements because you get to be on TV more. So the, the, your endorsement companies will give you a bonus. But guys like me, you know, we didn't make any more money for getting to the playoffs. Uh, you get a little playoff share at the end that is, again, it's mostly for pride, and a lot of us, uh, myself included, donated most of their playoff shares to charity or to the ball boys who, who do a lot of work for the, for the team that doesn't get recognized, um, you know, or, or you give it to your family and let them go on a vacation. So it, it, the, the playoffs are really about pride, and um, so, yeah, there's an emotional component there that maybe isn't there during the regular season. I wouldn't say I played harder in the playoffs, but I cared more. The hometown guy, Gordon Hayward, was in town last night for the Jazz, had a good game. Is it weird when you have a home game, but yet there's guys cheering for the other team? No, that happened to us all the time. I, I mean, when you're on a great team, uh, you, you, you get a, a home audience in a lot of different places, especially on the teams that, that aren't doing very well. I'm not saying that about the Pacers, but say when I was with the Sacramento Kings and we went to New Jersey, we had the upper bowl sold out for Turkish people because of Hito Turkoglu. I mean, we called him the Turkish Michael Jordan, and, and he was a huge deal. So, um, you know, and, and when you get traded, uh, you know, like, more example, like uh, Gordon Haywood, not that he got traded, but just when you, when you get traded from a team that you played for for a long time, when I go back to Sacramento or when I come back to Indiana, you know, I either get booed or cheered, whatever they felt. But, you know, you get a little bit more of a reception in those cities that you put time in. And Gordon being a hometown boy, of course he's going to get some cheers uh, from fans, maybe thinking, oh, man, I wish he played for us. He's having a great career. And that's just, you got to take it as a compliment. Even if they're booing, you got to take it as a compliment because if he, the only reason an opposing crowd boos you is if they're, they, you're hurting their team. Again, our guest is former Pacer star Scott Pollard. Scott, there was a story about Tom Brady's Super Bowl jersey getting stolen. It's since been found by the FBI. Was that ever a problem for you, like people wanting to steal game-used merchandise to put on the market? I mean, really, if you're comparing me and Tom Brady, why would anybody want Tom Brady's jersey over mine? I mean, come on. Let's be realistic, Rob. <laughs> I mean, did you um, have to worry about that? No, I, I, because there's always a replacement. And, and, yes, you want the game-worn one. You want the one that you won the championship in. And I have my stuff from when we won the championship. I got the hat that's got the original champagne stains on it. I've got my jersey that we that, – well, not my jersey because I wasn't playing, but – I went in the back and changed out of my suit when we knew we were going to win. Brian Scalabrini and I, who weren't active on the roster, we went back in the back and changed out of our suits and into our warm-ups, and they have original champagne on them. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want those things to get stolen because those are my personal keepsakes. 
but when it comes to like you know regular season stuff, uh, you know you're, you're always going to get another jersey. I get bloody almost every game, and I'm switching jerseys at halftime. So it wasn't that big of a deal to to try to keep my jerseys because there's so many of them. But yeah, for one game in football, there's no comparison. It's one game. You're not playing in seven games. Even in the playoffs, it's one game. So I think it's a much bigger deal for a football player to keep that one jersey because it's one game's jersey as opposed to an NBA player that goes through lots and lots of jerseys throughout a season. All right, let's get to something important now. How is your bracket doing? You know, I don't, I don't fill out brackets. I, I, I watch Kansas, and I watch who they play against, uh, but I am not a, a, a bracket filler-outer guy. Uh, but I, I think I'm going to run into problems in the Final Four because I put Kansas for all four teams. Is that weird? <laughs> Well, you're, you are a Kansas guy, of course. What do you think about Kansas' performance so far? They look very good. Yeah, I, I was worried because of the uh, the Big 12. You know, we laid an egg in that first game against TCU. But uh, that was the wake-up call they needed. You know, every team needs a wake-up call. Sometimes it takes a loss. Sometimes it just takes a bad game, but you win. Uh, but it depends on the team and, and what it takes to wake you up. And uh, clearly, Kansas was, was woken up by that loss to TCU. Came out gangbusters um, uh, in the first round and uh, really... I, I'm shocked, actually, that we dominated Michigan State as well as, as, as we did and ended up winning by 20 because Tom Izzo just has a way of beating the Jayhawks. In the preseason, when we match up in that Champions Classic every year, uh, you know, it's not every year we play them, but every year we do play them in that, in that four-team shuffle. Um, you know, Tom Izzo is a great coach, and I, I was very nervous about that game. And now looking forward, Purdue, you know, Purdue has a, a big team. they got big guys, and, and Kansas – if they have a weakness, it is that we don't have a lot of big guys. Landon Lucas has been playing well, uh, but we don't have a lot of big guys uh, as far as footers. We've got six, eight guys and six, seven guys that are playing in there. And um, so Purdue has the chance to, to, to take on Kansas and try to dominate inside where they have that ability. But, um, you know, they've got to get to the big guys first. And I think our guards are are going to take care of Purdue's guard. All right, take us through what it's like to be an NCAA athlete, a college basketball player, during the whole selection process. Do you guys watch it? Do you guys keep a focus on it? Do you look at the whole thing? What do you do when your name gets called that, that Sunday selection day? Well, uh, this is going to sound very arrogant, but I was at Kansas, so we knew it was going to get called. It wasn't, it wasn't a matter of whether we were going to be invited. It was what seating we were going to get. Uh, I believe out of my four years, we got two number one seeds. My senior year being the one uh, where I think we were, the, I think we were the best team in the country, and, and we were ranked number one for most, if not all, of that season. But um, you know, it is a great feeling to, to sit there. We always gather at Coach Williams' house, the, the coach of Kansas at the time. Um, so you know, we uh, we would always gather at his house, and his wife would make some food, and, and we'd sit there and wait for the for our names to get called and figure out what what seating we got and where we're traveling that week. Um, the, the other thing about it, as a personal note, um, we, we always missed spring break. You know, it's like a, it's a college rite of, of, of passage, right? Spring right. Break. Well, as, as, as basketball players that, that always got into the tournament, we always missed spring break. So, you know, we, we took that as a, as a badge of honor. Like, hey, we made fun of the schools that got to go to spring break. You know, Kansas State got to go to spring break. <laughs> So, you know, we, we took it as a badge of honor, like, oh, hey, guys, are we going to spring break? Oh, no, we're going to the tournament again. <laughs> Would you guys look at the bracket as a whole and say, ooh, we might get to play this team in the Final Four, or this looks like an interesting Elite Eight matchup, or were you just focused on that first one-against-16 game? 
we were always a one, you know, we'd look at the bracket, of course, but we, we, we looked at it one game at a time because that's, it, you can't look past anybody. It's one and done. It's not fair. That's why it's called March Madness because it's not fair. Seven games is fair. That's a seven is fair. But one game, one bad game and you're out, it's not fair. And that's what's so special about March Madness. I'm not complaining about it. I don't think it should be changed. But I'm just saying that's why uh, you have Cinderella stories and teams that the, uh, the lower-seeded teams you get upset by the higher seed or, you know, the other way around, whatever way you want to look at it. But um, it's, it's one game at a time for sure. And you, you just do your best, and, and then hopefully you get to look at that next team. Final few minutes we have here with uh, former Pacer great Scott Pollard. Scott, uh, obviously Tom Crean out as the Indiana head coach. Now two of the recruits uh, for next year's class have announced they're going to hold off on their decision to go to IU. How much did a coach play into where you decided to go play college basketball? That's the only reason I went to Kansas was because of Roy Williams. Um, all four of my brothers and my sister got recruited to play Division One basketball. My sister ended up not playing just out of personal choice. But all my brothers played Division One basketball, and all of their coaches got fired during their time, and they were stuck because the rules were you had to sit out a year no matter what if you transferred, and they did. And some of them didn't even finish school because they just didn't want to deal with the penalty uh, of transferring, and they didn't like. And the new coach didn't even give them a chance. So I knew going into college that I was only going to go to a school where I knew that coach wasn't going to get fired. And I made Coach Williams promise me that during his tenure, during my time there, that he would not leave for the North Carolina job. And he promised me that and kept his promise. And he promised that of everybody because a lot of guys heard about that. And after me, they, they started making him promise. And the last guys that he promised was that, that that same promise were Nick Collison and Kirk Heinrich. And after that, he didn't make any promises to anybody that he wouldn't leave for that North Carolina job. Uh, and he ended up taking that job after Nick and Kirk left. But, um, you know, it's uh, it, it was high on my list that, that I was going to play for one coach my entire uh, tenure. So I don't think there should be any penalties if your coach gets fired. I think that absolutely the players should be able to say, no, I'm out of here. And no penalties. You can go wherever you want to go, wherever somebody will take you, uh, because it's not fair to the player. Most players pick a school because of the coach. I wasn't going for Kansas's academic uh, history. It's a great school. But I wasn't. I didn't want to go to the Midwest. I didn't want to go east of Arizona. I committed to Arizona verbally because that's as far east as I even wanted to go. I wanted to go to UCLA or USC. Even San Diego State looked at me hard, you know, and I, I thought about it because that was home. But you end up picking a school because of whatever. But my, for me, it was definitely Coach Williams, and that's the only reason I went to Kansas, and Kansas became home. Scott, uh, if, do you have a preference on the IU coach? I mean, what should IU look for in a head coach? And, and is there a lot of pressure if Steve Alford says, yeah, okay, I'm going to come back and take this job? Well, clearly, Tom Crean wasn't a failure as a coach. I, to the IU fans, I say, careful what you wish for. Uh, he won the Big Ten two out of the last four years, and he's fired in a team that was, was riddled with injuries this year. And, and, and it wasn't even just this year that people were looking over his shoulder. What do you expect? out of a college program. Do you expect him to win the national championship every year? I think the Hoosier fans are spoiled, and I don't know why. They haven't won a national championship in a long time, and I think they need to be a little bit more realistic about who's going to come in and take that job knowing how Tom Crean and his family were treated. His kids committed to, to Indiana. One of, his daughter goes there and his son's coming there for baseball. What are you talking about? He didn't make a complete commitment to this program and make this program good after the coach before him, Kelvin Sampson, who I love Kelvin Sampson. I'm not saying anything bad about him, but I just wonder what Hoosier fans are expecting and what their management or the administration 
is expecting out of a coach when academics has been clearly emphasized for the Indiana basketball team under Tom Crean. Winning has been emphasized and accomplished under Tom Crean. They didn't make the NCAA tournament this year, but you won the Big, Big Ten two out of the last four years. What is it that you're looking for? You're looking for a national championship every year? Well, there's a reason, in my opinion, looking outside and in, there's a reason Bobby Knight refuses to come back to that program and even take a banner in, the, in, the, in, his, in his honor. And I think it has everything to do with the administration at the, at the University of Indiana. I think they have unrealistic expectations, and I think that any coach that considers that job is going to have to be overpaid, and it looks like that's what they're going to have to do, to get a coach of note to come take that job, knowing how Tom Crean was treated and his family was treated while being barely successful as the Indiana basketball coach. Scott, great stuff as always. We love you. Where can people find you on Twitter? Your Twitter is so great. Scott Pollard, 1T, S-C-O-T, Pollard31, at Matt, uh, well, yeah, at Scott Pollard31, sorry. I almost gave out my email address. Um, but uh, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, Scott Pollard31. Um, don't bother on Facebook. That's for friends and family only. But uh, uh, Twitter's for everybody. Instagram is, I think, Scott Pollard31 also. Uh, but uh, Twitter's mostly where I, I, I let out the brain droppings and the comedy. Scott, great stuff as always. Enjoy your trip. Thanks for uh, sharing a few thoughts with us. All right. Thanks for having me, Rob. The one and only former Pacer great Scott Pollard. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, big events in Washington, D.C. yesterday that will affect us all over Central Indiana and across the nation. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty sundaes can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides childcare for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 53 89 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900.
Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Thanks again to former Indiana Pacer Scott Pollard. Now, normally, you know, when we do the uh, anti-politics, we talk about sports like we do with Scott, we, we kind of keep politics out of the whole equation for the whole day, and that's a normal MO on this show. But uh, several big events happening in Washington, D.C. yesterday, and they're so important that we really do uh, need to talk about them. We'll get to them both on the show. Let's start with the least covered of the two, though probably the most important, and that was the beginning of the confirmation hearing on uh, Judge Neil Gorsuch. Of course, Neil Gorsuch nominated to replace Anton Scalia on the United States Supreme Court by Donald Trump. And this thing sort of totally flew under the radar with the big uh, uh, Russia probe hearing, which we'll talk about in just a second. But uh, this is it, man. I mean, this is the whole ball game in our country right now is the United States Supreme Court. And normally, the United States Supreme Court hearings are a total sideshow. They captivate the nation, but with the uh, Russia-Trump probe hearing thing going on, uh, really just flew under the radar yesterday as Judge Gorsuch made his opening statement. Senators made theirs as well. And look, the Supreme Court is becoming the end game, and it's not really how our nation was founded that it, w- it would be. I mean, this is not how the founders sort of intended it. It's how it was written, but it's not really the intent that the Supreme Court would ultimately sort of become the deciding factor on everything. Our nation was all about checks and balances, the idea that one branch kept an eye on another, which kept an eye on another. And, of course, you had the Supreme Court being appointed by the executive, the executive being watched by uh, the judiciary, uh, the legislative watching the executive, Etc. Etc. But now everything of meaningful it seems like every meaningful legislation in some capacity is ending up at the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court in some capacity is becoming a legislator, which is not the intent of the founding fathers, but that is what it is sort of becoming. And uh, we are seeing now that even things as simple as this travel ban, which is proposed by Donald Trump, is probably going to end up there. Things that years and years ago would have never ended up there are now immediately sent to the judiciary on a a local level, federal judiciary, uh, on a local level, and they make their way very quickly. In this case, this travel ban will make its way up to the Supreme Court. So whatever side you come down on uh, this issue, the Supreme Court taking a whole new... Uh, a whole new responsibility that really was never envisioned before, I don't think, by the Founding Fathers. So this is a huge, huge issue as Judge Neil Gorsuch uh, coming before the uh, Senate uh, for his confirmation hearing, and we'll probably have a vote on that sometime in April. And uh, it's looking like he's going to be confirmed. Uh, Judge Gorsuch, uh, even by many Democrats, considered to be, you know, quote-unquote mainstream conservative. I'm sure there'll be many Democrats in the Senate who will not vote for him, but it is uh, looking like he is definitely going 
going to be uh, be confirmed. He's impressed a lot of people and uh, just seems like a really great guy. Of course, we had last week some folks that clerked for Judge Gorsuch on the show as well as uh, somebody who worked for him under the Department of Justice talking about who he was as a person, and they were all very, very impressed uh, with him. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the big news of yesterday, it's amazing, <laughs> Supreme Court Justice confirmation hearing, and it's not even the big news of the day. The big news of the day yesterday, the Russian probe, the Russian hearings, Trump, Russia, whatever you want to call it, that was a total sideshow on Capitol Hill. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. The other big issue in Washington yesterday was uh, FBI Director James Comey heading uh, in front of the House Intelligence Committee to talk about whether or not there is a probe into Donald Trump and Russia. And uh, he said that there was. Comey also, or the other folks giving testimony yesterday, also admitted uh, that there is no proof whatsoever that the elections were hacked. Now, to me, that is the big story, because that's been the whole thing about these Trump-Russia ties, is that the election was quote-unquote hacked, and Comey yesterday, along with... uh, NSA Director Michael Rogers' testimony basically confirmed, hey, there is no or was no hack of the elections, which is the same thing that President Obama said uh, last spring, that it's basically impossible to hack the U.S. election system. And that's not meant to be a political statement. It's meant to be that, you know, both people, President Obama said this, and it is true that um, our, our our election system, our national elections, are a lot different than a lot of countries where it's decentralized. Every state has their own process on how they do this. So in order to quote-unquote hack an election, um, you, you'd really have to conspire and do this within all 50 states. And, you know, we saw even in the states that were quote-unquote close or controversial or whatever, like Wisconsin, the recount showed Trump gained votes. So that, to me, is, the, of course, the unreported big story of yesterday is that, you know, there really was no hack of the election system, which, as President Obama said last year, it's basically impossible to hack the U.S. election system. Now, could there be an individual state that is hacked? Potentially. Um, but you'd have to know what state. I mean, you have to put so much effort sort of into doing this. Now, that doesn't mean there's not voter fraud. That doesn't mean there's not uh, individuals that might go out there and and register people to vote. But the whole thing, we've reached such a a level of squirreliness on this now. I mean, 
that it, it's ridiculous. This is what we're talking about at Capitol Hill. Now, I did want to ask this one question because this is what sort of stood out to me from the hearing other than the, the fact that our election was not hacked, which is the whole, isn't that the whole reason they say that Trump conspired with the Russians, the people who alleged this was to hack the election system? Um, Comey testified yesterday, then again, James Comey, director of the FBI, that the Trump investigation began in January, or I'm sorry, July. The Trump investigation started in July of 2016. Now, Trump was not even the nominee until late July 2016. Of course, he was nominated at the Republican convention, which ended on July the 21st. So Trump wasn't even the GOP nominee until late July. So the question is, was Trump allegedly conspiring with the Russians before he was even the nominee? Uh, That's sort of a ludicrous thing to allege. The second point is, of course, Trump caused a... uh, a furor in Washington by saying that his wires were tapped by Obama. Well, Comey at the time, FBI under the Justice Department, worked for the Obama Justice Department. So someone had to order this investigation in July of 2016. And something of this magnitude, a person who is seemingly going to be, or was, depending on when in July the investigation was quote-unquote open, a major political party's nomination for president, that has to come from the top, if not the president of the United States, someone certainly very close to him. So the question is, who ordered the investigation? And in any investigation, look, they don't they don't tap wires anymore. They don't do that like they used to. It's not like, you know, investigating the mob in the, you know, in the 50s. Now, there may be some wire tapping that goes on, but cellular calls, you know, you don't tap wires. It's, it's You don't do that anymore. But there is surveillance. We know that. I mean, from, from all these people that, uh, you know, we've seen the leaks and everything else, there is a massive amount of surveillance that goes on in this country. So was Comey alleging there was an investigation with no surveillance? I mean, look, this thing is so screwy now, and, and we have to believe that somebody from the Obama Justice Department, somebody pretty high up, you know, it's not some bureaucratic peon that's ordering this, had to tell Comey to to do this. I mean, this is not something the FBI director takes on on his own. So a lot of questions remain unanswered, and I think a lot of these questions, uh, the whole process just distracts from the business that needs to go on in Washington. But hey, that's the world we live in in 2017. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Don't forget if you missed any part of our program, don't forget you can go back and listen to podcasts of the show anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud or iTunes. Just search Central Indiana today. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. Totally free of charge. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. 
Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul-Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndiePolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it seems like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndiePolitics.org. At IndiePolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues faced in Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. 
How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.